morning. Good morning. April 16th. Welcome to Sacred Space Sunday. I am Naomi Jewel, and this is Mark Christmas. And welcome again to Sacred Space Sunday. Yes, yes. So Naomi was our executive director and spiritual uh, director and founder for the Nia Center. I'm Mark Christmas. I'm the Reiki master and director of holistic wellness for the Nia Center. Uh, Nia, Nia means purpose and intention. And so Nia Center present Sacred Space Sunday, right? Our spiritual conversations will engage, educate, and empower you, right? We draw from the insights of sacred texts, wisdom teachings across the ages, sages from the past and present, and universal ethical principles for practical strategies for transformation that create one joy love. Universal ethical principles for practical strategies for transformation that create oneness, joy, and love, right? Our transformation model was insight plus application equals results. And at the end of every talk, we end with the model with giving you an application that you can apply in your life to create results immediately. Today's conversation is let's talk about work versus attraction. So our things we talked about earlier are teachings from sages of the present and universal ethical principles, which we'll hit on that today, right? So our program will include an affirmation, a posture of presence, mindfulness moment led by Naomi Jewel, a talk, and a conversation to engage, educate, and empower. Next, we recommend a practice applying the insights and close with a prayer to take you into your day and days ahead. All right. And uh, we're celebrating three years in the community. I think it's actually three and a half officially now, right? Uh, yeah. 9 19 22 was three years. So uh, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah. There. Something yeah, like that. It'll be it'll be four in the fall. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, the month before our wedding anniversary. That's right. That's the month right. after our wedding anniversary. I think after right. September. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. And speaking of months, this was um, all like we said. All months are holy months, and some months are filled with rituals more so than others. And April was another month filled with rituals, some that continued from March into April, Ramadan, but we also had communities that were celebrating Easter, Passover, and um, Baisaki. And Baisaki may be new to- Yeah, that is, that's new to me, yeah. Yes, Baisaki is uh, I just lost it. It's a Sikh tradition and it's a Sikh celebration here. And it, um, you can certainly Google it and look it up. Um, but a friend and colleague of mine wrote a nice article on LinkedIn um, about it, Simranjit Singh. He's the executive director of religion and society program at the Aspen Institute and someone I know from um, my academic studies. And so he... Um, describes Vaisakhi as a spring harvest and Punjabi, Punjabi, that's in India, farmers have celebrated this occasion with community gatherings and festivals. Vaisakhi took on special significance in 1699 when the 10th of the Sikh guru prophets, Guru Gobind Singh, invited Sikhs to the city of Anandpur Sahib. And therefore, they established a, a formal Sikh gathering, and it's an occasion for celebrating the community's growth, the Sikh community's growth, and for recalling a set of shared values 
and collective memories, shared values and collective memories. That's going to factor into our conversation today. In both its cultural and religious context, Baisaki is fundamentally about community, progress, and celebration. So that was earlier this week. What tradition is it associated with, did you say? Sikh. Sikh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Auntie, and good morning, Harry Tamar Brown the third. Uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate having you. Um, yeah, I'd never heard of my site. What, what, what do they do? Well, I don't know what the details are that they celebrate it. So you'll have to research some more, you know. Okay. Well, it was a, it was a busy month, as you say. So I, I have several students who are celebrating Ramadan. One kid the other day to me, I can't do it. I can't, can't, I'm Ramadan. It's because it's Ramadan. I said, don't blame you not doing your work on Ramadan. He's like, I know, but. <laughs> well, they actually, they do suggest that you are thoughtful and considerate of those uh, who are. Um, yes. And so it wasn't in the class. It was, it was work that was due. It was work over the week. Let me just finish. Week. Because they haven't eaten, um, it, it is people are more tired during that period of time. Yes, I understand. During class. Yes, are. during class. But this was, had nothing to do with in class. This was stuff he was supposed to do outside of class the whole week prior to. <laughs> so, okay. Well, you got to clarify that so that people won't misunderstand that you're saying you're not, you know, interested in paying attention to a Oh, I do. I asked him about it and how it was coming. I asked, I have one young lady who in the classroom next to me didn't go outside because it was Ramadan and she was fasting. And I asked her how our, our time was coming. Was she praying? And she said, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued. I think, with the Ramadan. I think many of us, when we just haven't eaten for four or five hours, they make commercials about hangry and all these kinds of things. So imagine fasting day after day for that period of time. And, right. you know, when, when you're, when you haven't, you're low energy. And so I think, you know, as we think about our own situations that we can not only have sympathy, but empathy um, for, uh, you know, people and the physical side effects that may come along with yeah. this religious commitment. So uh, I, I know you've been watching this and many people in across the country and maybe even the world have. The two Justins, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, were expelled from the Tennessee House of Representatives uh, a couple of weeks ago. This week they were reinstated. Uh, Memphis reinstated Justin Pearson the other day and Justin Jones was reinstated earlier, earlier in the week. Uh, so they're back reinstated. I think they're still going to have to have a special election for those for those seats, which is. I don't understand why. Uh, yeah, two young brothers. One's got a straight hair, look like Superfly, and one's got a big afro. Um, uh, I don't know who I would compare him to with the afro. Um, but uh, I think they're like in their 20s, and so it's really interesting to see uh, these youth stand and, you know, one being those, being those positions and then, you know, taking the stands that they're taking. And I think the, uh, the Justin Jones, my cousin, is a, is a minister as well, right? So not only is he a, a, a member of the of state Congress, but he's also a minister. Um, so I did see the news today that Justin Jones was rich and they were locked in arms and singing. What they? they weren't singing, we shall overcome. They were singing something. What, you remember what they were singing? It was one of the, def definitely uh, the- It was a hymn chants that they they sung in the movements in the 60s so they definitely were channeling 
your yeah. ancestors and uh, mentors yeah. as they stood in protest. Yeah, I think John Lewis and, and Dr. King would have been proud of the young brothers. Yeah, and I, I certainly was. Uh, and I was like, wow, they're you know early, they're the early twenties, so like you know a little bit older than maybe my daughter Madison, uh, and, and taking a stand and, and and serious about what they're serious about. So I loved it. Uh, power, power to Justin's. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. And so we also want to say happy birthday to the Aries and Taurus people out there. Um, I send a special shout out to my line sister, Andrea Hadley, who has Hadley. a birthday today. Yes, yes. Um, but, I got a couple. Uh, Marty Lee's birthday is today. Five. Welcome. Happy birthday, Five. Uh, Monica Christmas's birthday was on the 4th. Ariel Davis, our niece, birthday was April 7th. Okay. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. Yes. So um, a happy birthday to our family and friends, um, known and unknown around the world. Shout out to all the Aries. And if you want to put someone in the chat, we will happily shout them out too. So as always, you can stay in touch with us by contacting us through the NIA Center at Gmail. And of course, through social media, um, should we be able to support you um, with any spiritual counseling sessions, any Reiki services, and if there is something that you're promoting that you would like us to support you in promoting on our show, if you have particular speakers or topics that you would like us to address, please let us know. Let us know. Once again, you can contact us at neacenter at gmail.com, neacenter at gmail.com or on any one of our social media pages. And the next Sacred Space Sunday... It's up in the DM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next sa Sacred uh, Space Sunday is at the very end of this month, April... Oh, no. No, it's not it's, April 30th. <laughs> no, that's, that's the... That's the Sunday uh, oh, that's that's me on autopilot. That's I'm me sorry, I got it for you, baby. I got your back. May 7th. May 7th. That's right. The next the month, the weekend Day. before Mother's Day. That's right. May 7th, the weekend before for Mother's Day. So that's good. So that's good. So no, no conflict for those of you who have Mother's Day planned. And even if there were, um, you can always uh, follow us and, uh, and catch our, our, our rewinds in podcast and on YouTube. Um, so uh, no lose situation there. So I think that's it for our opening announcements. And so let's move into today's affirmation. We provide you an affirmation to support you with some words that will hopefully trigger some emotions, some connections that will create some shift in your life on a day-to-day -day basis. So each Sacred Space Sunday, we provide you an affirmation that we suggest that you either write down or take a photo of it um, and say it daily, say it daily, put it on a sticky note, put it on your mirror in your restroom, wherever it is that you'll come back to it frequently and just remind yourself as, as a foundational language to trigger some uh, connected sacred emotions in your body. So Mark, affirmation? Yeah, so uh, repeat it after me, if you will. Uh, there is only the law of attraction. There is no law of assertion. The universe, God, always says yes. God, or source, only responds to how I feel, not what I say or do. 
I'm going to do that one more time. You can just uh, repeat it after me as we say that one more time. There is only the law of attraction. There is no law of assertion. The universe, God, always says yes. God, source, only responds to how I feel, not what I say or do. Interesting. Yeah, so for some, they might be reading this and saying, hmm, I noted your response said, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I figured. Like a lot of people here and they're seeing might be saying, "What is that?" Yeah. I think the last part, the only response to how I feel, not what I say or do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get into that. With some of the past things that I've been socialized to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna explore. We're gonna question, and we're going to hopefully um, provide the insight. But, you know, as, as uh, a- Esther Hicks channeling Abraham says, um, words don't teach, only lived experience provides understanding. So today we are going to provide some words and hopefully engage, educate, wow. and empower you to take these words, apply them, and have your own lived experience as a demonstration of their truth. So for now, I say, write it down, hold on to it, and let's explore it further. Where you have questions, where you felt connection or discomfort in your body as you read it to yourself, just note it, just note it, just note it. It's all welcome. It's all part of the process. Yeah. So uh, uh, you want to lead us through our mindfulness uh, posture presence? Sounds good. So as we move into this moment of connection, opportunity to align, let's raise our shoulders up, back, and down. And begin to let go. Maybe if you're in a space where you're able to close your eyes or lower your gaze, you find peace and comfort in that. If you're walking and moving or driving as you're listening, become attentive to your surroundings, what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what you're hearing. Wherever you are, take this opportunity to find presence. And let's support presence by at your own pace, taking a few deep, connected breaths.
and in this sacred space of connection, notice what you're feeling. There's tension in your toes. Are the muscles in your back tight? Does your gut in your belly experience turmoil, straining, tightness? There tightness anywhere in your body. Tension. Breathe there. Breathe into the tightness. Breathe into the tension. And release. Inhaling ease. Exhaling tightness. Inhaling ease. Inhale and joy, releasing doubt, peace. is our true nature. This is the nature of our source self. Peace, ease. And it is from this space of connection that I know the truth for all ears that hear this broadcast now in the future that the truth of our very being is ease and peace, joy and happiness, love and creativity. Thanks for Sacred Space Sunday. I give thanks for Mark and collaboration and partnership in this message. I give thanks to Source for all. As I seek alignment, may I be a channel today in this conversation. May this conversation be uplifting and resonate in the hearts and spirits of those who come in contact with it. May it be a reflection of good, a reflection of joy, a reflection of love. And for this, we stand in thanks and appreciation. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe.
welcome back. Yes. I think I tell you before, I love that. <laughs> My favorite part of the program. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's just interesting how just taking those few moments just to center your thoughts and just connect with, you know, the, the stuff around you and to clear your mind of any any noise and stuff is really powerful opportunity. You know, I think um, you mentioned Esther Hicks earlier. She talks about starting the day off with this, you know, nothing and then finding the inspiration that comes to you and moving in that, right? And then clearing yourself away from what it is that you don't want and moving closer towards what it is that you do want. So, but I'm not going to do your talk for you, so. <laughs> no, this is fun. wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, we want to yeah. let it flow. We want to let it flow. Let the divine energy take us where it wants to go. Um, morning, morning. Good God. Good morning. Morning. Thank you, Latanya. Yes. Good God morning. Yeah. I like that. Thanks be to source. Thanks be to source. Yeah. So let, let's get into it. Let's let's talk about work versus attraction. So um, those who are, are listening live now and able to respond in the chat, um, I've got a question. Put a one in the chat. Put a one in the chat if you consider yourself a hard worker. Put a one in the chat if you consider yourself a hard worker. We're talking about work versus attraction. So are you a hard worker? Do you consider yourself a hard worker? Do others call you a hard worker? A one in the chat. I'm going to put a one for you. Okay, you're going to put a one for me. Okay, <laughs> what do you put for yourself? Do Sometimes. You you? Sometimes. <laughs> okay, so I don't know what that is. That might I don't be know, maybe a, a point five. Yeah, I would absolutely uh, agree with you. I definitely. You agree with me? I'm a point five. No, that oh. I didn't let me finish. Um, I, I would agree with you. I absolutely would consider myself a hard worker, um, and I like to say now I am a recovering doer, a recovering doer, so a recovering hard worker. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit more. So this, so some well, you of got, interesting. Know. You got a couple of responses. Natalia says a one, but she doesn't want to be, but she is. She <laughs> says a one, but doesn't pay off. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I too, right? Uh, a recovering doer, a recovering worker. And so some of you may know I recently started a new job. And after focusing on academia for new for so many years and consulting uh, for so many years, uh, working in this way um, inside of an organization in a permanent full-time way has been a readjustment. And I sensed after a couple of months that I so easily moved back into old patterns, old patterns. I spent most of my life working. If you ever ask me, I say I've worked my entire life. Um, as soon as I was able to get a work permit, I don't know, what is that, 12, 13, I, I, I started my first job and have been working ever since. Uh, so I have always worked and always privileged work because I, I saw that as my way to have a different experience, to change my situation, to continue to move forward, to upgrade myself. 
And so coming into this new job felt into um, very old patterns of approaching work. And I had to get in there and I had to show and I had to prove and I had to do and get done. And woo, started wearing on my body, started wearing on my body, but more importantly, it started wearing on my spirit. And I had to pause and check in and say, what is going on? Is this consistent with what I know to be true at this point in my life? Or am I just regurgitating old patterns that no longer serve me or consistent what I know to be true? So um, this this talk today will will take us through this exploration. So I don't know if any of that resonated with any of you. Because we live in a society that says the highest ethic is work. Work is privileged. It is a sign of good character. To be called a hard worker is a high compliment. And so even though people may think it is unhealthy to be a workaholic, it is an addiction that is promoted throughout our society. We work longer hours, Seamless connectivity is a ubiquitous reality. Why? Why is work so valued? Why do we want to work? Why do we desire to demonstrate that we work hard, that we're hard workers? So it's not work, it's hard work, That's the, right? That's the distinction in that. That's what I hear you saying. Well, let's see, let's see, let's see. So here are a few sayings out there. You know, I love a saying, right? That regurgitate this, right? Why do we work? Why is work so valued? Well, no pain, no gain. There are no shortcuts to any place worth going. That was Beverly Sills. Don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better. Jim Rome. <laughs> the price of success is hard work, dedication to the job at hand, and the determination that whether we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. Vince Lombardi. I never dreamt of success. I worked for it. Estee Lauder. The dictionary is the only place where success comes before work. Mark <laughs> Twain. Success seems to be connected with action. Successful people keep moving. They make mistakes, but they don't quit. Conrad Hilton. Success in business requires training and discipline and hard work. But if you're not frightened by these things, the opportunities are just as great today as they ever were. David Rockefeller. Character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, vision cleared, ambition inspired, and success achieved. Helen Keller. Mm. If you are Black or part of any other marginalized community, you have to work twice as hard to get half as far. 
said by many. (laughs) And the one I heard early in my career and have lived by for many years was, put your makeup on and go to work. Which means no matter what's going on in your life, how down you feel, what your situation is, pack those worries away, put your makeup on and go to work. So this culture of work as a proxy for worth and the only way to success is embedded in our minds. Yeah, it's what we have been taught. We have been indoctrinated. Our culture and society, everything tells us that this is the truth. But is it a fact? No. It's a cultural perspective. It's a belief. It's a worldview that was developed by humans, Greco-Roman and European humans in particular. And this work worldview has spread and continues to spread across the globe like the COVID-19 virus. (laughs) The work worldview spread with colonization, missionary work and migration. The work worldview tells you that your independent effort is what creates results. So the more effort you put in, the better your results will be. You will have more material gain. You will be considered a valuable citizen. You will gain respect. You will be attractive to other humans. All good comes from hard work, says the work worldview. But the truth with a capital T, the truth is that this is false. There is no law of work, no law of effort, no law of assertion. There is only the law of attraction. Here is another set of quotes. If wealth was the inevitable result of hard work and enterprise, every woman in Africa would be a a millionaire. Let me read that one again. If wealth was the inevitable result of hard work and enterprise, every woman in Africa would be a millionaire. George Monbiot. <laughs> All hard work did for me was make me tired. <laughs> See? Say it twice, KGD. I've come to believe that each of us has a personal calling that's as unique as a fingerprint and that the best way to succeed is to discover what you love and then find a way to offer it to others in form of service, working hard and also allowing the energy of the universe to lead you, Oprah Winfrey. The common man prays, I want a cookie right now. And God responds, if you listen to what I'd say, 
Tomorrow it will bring you a hundred cookies. Chris Yami. Esther Hicks, channel and source. There is only attraction. There is no assertion. The Bible. And I think I've got a, 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 a tab for this. The Bible, Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. The meaning of faith. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. Jesus, Mark 9, 23 through 24. Jesus said to him, if you are able, all things can be done for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. The Buddha from the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path. The third truth, the cessation of suffering is this. Suffering ceases when you cease craze, craving, giving it up, relinquishing it, li liberating yourself from it, detaching from it, and the noble truth of the eight, eightfold path, which leads to the cessation of suffering, is that you embrace right understanding, right thought, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. Emphasis on right spiritually right. What are all of these quotes telling us? They're telling a different story than the first set of quotes. Even when action and doing and work is referenced, it's referenced in a sacred way and attached to belief and to thoughts and energy and attraction to source and God. The source is different in the second set of quotes. Work is the source in the first set of quotes. You know, can I interrupt? Yeah, please. Yeah. So when you're talking, I'm thinking about we used to do CrossFit. And uh, they had this one worker I called the Murphy. I don't know if you remember that one. The ones with the names are the hardest ones. And the Murphy, you had to run like a, a quarter of a mile and do box jumps and uh, squats and lifts and climb a rope and then run again and then come back and do and then do the circuit like four times. And by the end, you're just like, I'm about to die. If you, a lot of people don't finish it. They do half Murphy. I think we did first time we did it. We did a half Murphy, and uh, it's the most strenuous workout ever. Now I'm thinking the reason I say that is because uh, I'm wondering if work. From a, to manifest spiritual results uh, is different than work to manifest physical results. Like I got to work out if I want to get a, my body to look a certain way. I can't just attract uh, a six pack of being without putting some effort in. So, 
Does it, yeah. does it make a difference of what you're looking to attract? Well, I would back you up a little bit on your Murphy example. I think it's a great example, right? You say one of the most strenuous exercises ever. You still remember it. No. Yes, you know, that was my six years ago. ago. Right. And so what would have you even say yes to the Murphy? And what would have you going from exercise to the exercise? Is it the muscular strength, the work, or the mental? Did it have to begin with a mental commitment, a desire, an emotion, something within your body, soul, and spirit that said, I'm going to do this. Could you have done the Murphy if you had not made that mental connection, commitment, and a feeling of something in you that said, I want to do it? No, and I wanted to quit several times. During right, it. right. But something in you, not the physical, the physical body reacted to it. But the only reason you didn't quit because something in you said, I'm not going to quit. I want to do this. There was an experience on the other side that you wanted to have that defied the actual effort. So the source was not the work. The source started within you that allowed you to do the work. Even in that example. And that's what attracted finishing it. It was that energy that said, I'm going to give this a shot. <laughs> and so you gave it a shot. And then there was something within you that said, I'm going to do one more rep. <laughs> and so you did one more rep. And something within you said, I'm, I might only be doing a half, but I'm going to get through that half. I'm going to get through that. I don't know how. My body says no. Because see, your body said no. But your mind and spirit said yes. And so, so that's, isn't that work? Created it. Isn't that work though? Wouldn't that be work? So that's action. We're going to call that taking some action, right? Work versus attraction. What's the source? The source here in your example was, yes, it required some application, insight plus application. It was, it required some application. But the source wasn't the work. The source was the mental commitment which attracted the wherewithal to do the work. If all you started with was the work, that's why people don't get up off the couch. Because all they see is the work. They don't have the mental commitment or the inspiration to get up and do the exercising. The work itself won't get you off the couch. That's why people don't exercise. Hmm. <laughs> that's a whole nother discussion topic that's a whole nother discussion so <laughs> thank you that was a wonderful example and so here in, it was that vibration of i'm gonna do this murphy i'm gonna do this more this one more rep it was that energy that you created that gave your body what it needed to do that work yeah now, I, the other thing I remember from the CrossFit is that they had a, a thing called a kip. It was just kind of like a pull-up, but kick. And I couldn't do it at first. And I kept trying. And I remember the first time I did the kip, and I was so excited. I was like, yeah, I did the kip. Because um, we would see it in, the, I don't know, it's a, some TV shows watch, maybe uh, players or ballers, whatever that is, with, with The Rock. And in the beginning when everybody's working out and they're doing the kips. 
Uh, and that is not easy. But I, I kind of miss CrossFit. I guess I'm saying I'm, I've talked about it a couple of times this week. I don't know that I want to get back to it, but I don't know. Maybe something to think about. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what are you pretending not to know in this moment that this is coming up? Right. So, woo, you're doing a better job of my talk than I. I love this. So let's come back to it. We're going to stick with this CrossFit example. So let's let's explore that inspiration that just crossed your mind that you dismissed, that you had the inspiration and then you just dismissed it. Let's just keep that there. Right. So. <laughs> When we talk about it being a law of attraction versus a law of work, uh, like you said, when we read the uh, affirmation, so let, let's, I'm going to put that affirmation up again, because I, we said there might be some that had some resistance to it. You yourself said interesting, which, you know, says, oh, maybe I have some doubt here. There is only the law of attraction. There is no law of assertion. The universe, God always says yes. God's source only responds to how I feel, not what I say or do. It's because we are energy. This is a vibrational universe, and it is our vibrations that are actually the communicators that are the creative forces that are creating what's happening in our life. And that could be disconcerting. That could be something that you would doubt because you thought you had more control of your life and others' life because of the words that you say and what you do with your actions. You thought your words and your actions, like you said, gave you control of your outcomes. But the truth is, it doesn't matter what your words and your actions are. It's what you feel about it. It's the vibrations of it. Like I said, the universe does not respond to what is what you say. It responds to what you feel. And so you can say, just like you did, I should probably go back to CrossFit. Fit. You even gave an example where energetically and chat, tell me if you could sense Mark's joy and happiness as he talked about the kip and seeing, you know, the rocking friends do the kip and maybe they did 20 and he only did one, but he did one, right? You can see that energy. So he had that feeling. But then his words said, oh, but no. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? uh, quickly, the doubt sets in and can interrupt, interrupt um, when God is trying to direct us to our good, right? We said our God positioning system is our feelings because we are an extension of source, that vibrational energy lives within us and God communicates to us through our feelings. When things feel good and seem right and we have clarity, we're in alignment with source and God. When things don't feel good and we've got confusion and disconnection and resentment and doubt, a lot of times we want to call it fear. What we call fear most often is actually doubt. Fear is a, a great alarm system that we have that tells us when we're in danger and when we need to make uh, take a different course of action or heighten our awareness, our consciousness um, out of fear for a safety, a security, a survival mechanism. Not trusting, that's not fear, that's doubt. <laughs> we conflate the two. It's important that we start to see the distinction. It's doubt. Because doubt is an energy 
that is being disruptive in your life and showing up in your circumstances and your conditions. Speaking of attraction, we attracted Jillian. She said, "Good." That's who introduced us to CrossFit. That's Actually, right. She was the one that said, "Hey, they got a free trial workout," and had us go try it out. And yeah, I was hooked after that. That guy was a great coach. I don't remember his name. The guy who used to, uh, whose classes we used to take. But he, nobody ever got hurt in his class. He let you do it at your own modifications. That's where I get the concept of modifications from, which kind of helps me as a teacher. The modifications, um, doing what you're able to do, you know. And so a pull up at one point may have been just like on your knees, uh, pulling up right, like right on a weight bench, right. Um, so really doing a full pull up on a pull up bar. Um, and the kip same way. That's how the kip was developed over time. So the modifications led to the. Full execution. So thank you, Jillian, for turning me on to it. More attraction. More attraction. More attraction. Look at it showing up, demonstrating as we talk about it. I love it. I love it. So again, because the universe does not respond to what you say or what you do is what you feel. And in this moment, there is something within you, Mark, that is calling you to more of a physical uh, exercise. And thus, <laughs> we are having much conversation uh, because the truth is what we say is rarely in harmony with what we believe. Right. What we are offering vibrationally and what we say we want is often not consistent. And then we blame everyone else, we blame our conditions, but the key is to own it. When we use our words to deceive ourselves, it does not end the world, end well. We say we love someone, but really we feel resentment. We say everything's cool, but really we feel despondent. We say, oh, we believe this is gonna work out, but internally we really believe it's going to fail. And so often our words are not in harmony with what we feel. And when we look at our life and the conditions and the circumstances, if we're honest with ourselves, they are much more a reflection of what we feel than what we say. If we don't feel good about ourselves, it's often that we physically actually don't feel well or are unhappy healthy in our body. Even though we may say we value health, self-care, and all of these things. Your true feelings in any moment are your point of attraction. And your point of attraction may not be in alignment with sources perspective on the subject. And that's when you're going to feel friction in your body. But we've got to be paying attention to notice that our body is communicating. Hey, I don't agree with you. Don't do that. <laughs> but when we're so caught up in worry and anger and stress and we go, 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 work, 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 we don't stop to get present, to get clear, to hear that God positioning system in us through our feelings communicating, whoa, there's an easier way. There's a better path, but it requires faith in the unseen, in the invisible, trust in a uh -huh. worldview that doesn't match the dominant worldview. 
belief that when I feel good, things will be good. God does send us signals to redirect us, but we'll not override it. If we're determined to go on this path, you're going to. Those signals will be sent to you. But if you are not listening, allowing, paying attention, you will not be overridden. You'll not be what? Overridden. Overridden. God's not going to override you and say, you know, I'm sending you signals that, of course, correct. But if you don't want to go that way, if you're okay with all this bad feeling that I'm trying to unsettle this confusion, all of this that I'm sending, you're trying to say, no, 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 that's the way you want to go. You're going to go that way. But I'm trying to say there's a better way. And then we reinforce our conditions because we talk about it a lot. We're going to go and tweet. We're going to TikTok about it. We're constantly thinking about it. And so these vibrations continue. You know, again, as Esther Hicks, channeling as Abraham says, you can't get there from there. Yeah, you can't get here there from here, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you can't get there from there, right? Mm -hmm. Or you can't get here from there. Either one, it, it 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 doesn't work, right? You cannot get to joy from misery. You cannot get to happiness from where worry. You cannot get to connection from disconnection. You cannot get to ease from resistance. You cannot get to faith and trust from doubt, resentment, or anger. So how do we get to the place that we want to be so that we can get to the place that we want to be? We've got to check in and recognize, one, either what's showing up in our life or how we're feeling. These are the two ways we can know what our vibration is doing. What's going on in our life in terms of circumstances and conditions or how we're feeling. And if all of those things are good and great, then we're operating in alignment. And if those are things are not where we want them to be, there is some form of disconnection and an opportunity to reconnect and reroute. So are you in alignment with your inner being? And this is where we do our check-in. So, which brings us to today's IAR. Okay, Auntie. <clears throat> what Auntie have to say? Talk really hit home today. I've been going through some things that have kept her from sleeping. As soon as I prayed and then listened. And, yep. To to uh to what God was saying, I began to feel better and sleep better. Awesome. Amen. 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 You stopped and attracted, and really, you're speaking to the uh. Uh, the, the inside plus application equals results. This this is an exact example of it. So thank you so much for sharing that. So let's put that up. So I'm going to call it what you did, Auntie, is you went into a RE. You went into a RE. You assessed <laughs> that things were not going right, wasn't working well, not sleeping. So you noticed what conditions were showing up in your life and how you were feeling, it was interrupting your sleep. Then you remembered, oh my, I'm a child of God. I can connect with God. I have prayer available to me. And you did that. You reconnected with source through prayer. Some might do it through meditation. 
Meditation can look a lot of ways. Prayer can look a lot of ways, but to stop, to settle, to reconnect. But first you've got to remember the truth. And this is where the affirmation comes in, right? The, the affirmation is part of that remembering, right? Remembering that there is only a law of attraction, no law of assertion. Remembering that you have God available to reconnect to. It's that <coughs> remembering. Then you reconnect. And when you reconnect, you elevate, which is exactly what auntie said. She prayed, her vibration went up, she felt better. And then you get to enjoy the happiness. Then she actually experienced the results. She attracted it. So yes, was there action? But I don't know, auntie, would you call prayer work? I wouldn't call prayer work. It's action. It's application. So there's movement. There's action. There's application. But distinguishing that from work. Work is hard. Work is effort. Prayer and meditation is flow. Mm. Right? Explain the difference. Action, action that's more flow. That's like ease. Action that is in response to divine inspiration. Versus <clears throat> work, which is in response to... Say no, prayer is not work. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Because whatever was going on in your life, the efforting and the worrying and all of that wasn't shifting it, wasn't turning it around. So the that's the letting go and letting God. Less focus on the effort and more focus on the feelings. And how do you reconnect to the feelings? And depending on your own spiritual practices, that might be prayer, that might be meditation, that might be taking a walk. It might mean going to sleep. So assess, remember, reconnect, elevate, and then enjoy. Enjoy the happiness, the, the space, the freedom, the clarity, the love, the joy that comes as a result of that. So when you're feeling doubts, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling com confusion, resentment, jealousy, worry, anger, caught up in the whirlwind and the rat race of life, Ari, Ari, assess, remember, reconnect, elevate. Energy. What are you remembering? You're remembering your spiritual truths. That's the affirmation. You're remembering that there is only the law of attraction. There is no law of assertion. That the universe God always says yes. You're remembering that God's source only responds to how I feel, not what I say or do. You're remembering truth with a capital T. First assess that things are going on so that you can notice that you're out of alignment with what you know to be true. And you're, you assess by either how what you're feeling, like I said, confusion, doubt, worry, stress, or what's showing up in your life. Scarcity. Disconnection. Dissatisfaction. The things that you want aren't coming to fruition. 
lack of ease in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. Instead, Ari, to come back. This is how you move your vibration up. This is how you get back in alignment. And so it is. Huh. Yes, thoughts are prayers. Yeah. <laughs> thoughts are prayers. And that's and, and so that's why it's really important to remember that God's source always says yes. And so those thoughts, are those thoughts serving us or are they thoughts a uh, continue continuous regurgitation of things that we don't want or things that we know not to be true, but we're so caught up because that's what our experiences, our conditions or our conditioning. That's what we started with, right? This whole work ethic is a conditioning. It's not our fault that we think this way. Society has told us that this is the thing. This is the way. The way is work. But Jesus came to talk about another way. That's why they originally called him the way shower. Followers of Jesus during his time were called followers of the way. So it's interesting that those- Like the Mandalorian, this is the way. Yeah. So they are absolutely drawing on something, right? Mm -hmm. it, was, it was, you know, Christianity as a term and, and as the label did not get associated with those teachings till many hundreds of years later. That's just a historical truth. Um, the Mandalorian called, says this is the way. This is the way. So when you're saying this is the way, you know, your followers of the way- Followers of the Gospels, not those who interpreted the Gospels. There are people in the Bible who interpreted the Gospels and interpreted God's word later in the later chapters. But in the Gospels that are the words of Jesus, this was the Jesus's way. He was like, there was a way before us, but uh, we need to do some fine tuning and reattuning here. And this is the way. Mm. You got it, Mark. Yeah. yeah. Walking and spending time in nature is my way to reconnect. That's when I feel the closest to source. Took a walk in Central Park this morning. Oh, awesome. I agree. That that is that is my my way as well. Walking and experiencing nature. That is my number one way to reconnect and to remember. And to remember, because when I look at nature, I remember. When I see the many different beings that exist, I remember. And then I reconnect. And I experience the joy, right? I, my, my whole energy elevates and I mm -hmm. get to enjoy it. I mean, walking in nature is an Ari process for me every time. Hmm. Oh, we have one more. Tanya, respond before I realized that I would have all kinds of anxiety thinking about what to pray for, what words to say, thinking that I had to make time to pray. It felt laborious. Right. Yeah. When prayer is a have to, and for some, it, it, it helps to have a structured process. And so many traditions have structured processes. And for some, that's helpful. They, they need and want that. And for others, that feels more like work. Right. Yeah. And again, work does not shift. Right. 
That's why I think the uh, serenity prayer and the Lord's prayer are two, two great examples of a prayer you don't have to really think about. You can recite it and they, you know, I think they laid it out for you um, to keep it simple time versus like, what do I, what, what do I really need to, what are the right words to say in this moment? Um, you know, I often go to those throughout my day or at the end of the day, the start of my day, uh, those two prayers. <clears throat> and I thought about it. I was like, why well, I'm saying our father, but I'm just praying by myself. But I guess I'm in reality, I'm not because I'm, it's, it's we as the source that's within me, um, the ancestors and all the other spiritual beings that are connected, that I'm connected with uh, praying. So uh, the Lord's Prayer, I find to be very, very uh, powerful and relaxing. And that's what each of us gets to discover for ourselves, right? There are the things that we have been taught spiritually, and that's a wonderful thing. But again, this process works even with that, of checking in of how it feels in your body. And is it bringing you peace and ease? Is it helping you to elevate your vibration? If so, you know that that is an alignment with source for you that that is what your inner being as connected with source is calling forth in that moment. And so always privilege that. Always, always. That is the one truth you can count on. You will hear many things from many people about many things. That's the truth you can count on. I think that's a great way to end the conversation. It's 12.03. Thank you all for engaging here. I'm hoping that there is better clarity about our, yeah, I do want to return to this affirmation, Mark. There was, you know, an interesting at the beginning. Is there better clarity about this um, now? Yeah, I wasn't wasn't confused about it. I just thought it was interesting. How I feel, not what I say or do. I think that's the the piece that it's I was a challenge, saying. right? It's a challenge given our society and our upbringing and our teaching. Is it really says you got to own it? And sometimes that you know, like Abraham says, that sucks. It really sucks that I would have to think about that, and that what's showing up in my life is a reflection of my own vibration. You know, depending on what the situation and circumstances are, that can be a tough pill to swallow, and yeah. so. With that, I, I want to make a slight nuanced distinction here, right? So yes, what we attract, we attract vibrationally. So I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, if you go and get hit by a car tomorrow, that, well, you attracted getting hit by a car. Very nuanced thing here. That, that's not what I'm saying. Others might say that that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the likelihood is that you have been in a space of unease and possibly not physical pain, but things that are paining you and a circumstance came to you that was able to meet you there in a pain level of vibration. So it's a nuanced distinction, right? But there is something in your energy level that was a space for more pain coming into your life, even though it was a different level of pain than you were 
in a different type of pain possibly than what you were previously experiencing. And so it is critical to monitor our vibration. It's critical. That's why we've got support. We're not doing it on our own. Source is always there with us to let us know in every single moment. This is why we say happiness is a moment by moment choice. We can do our re moment by moment. All right, Mark, I think that's a great time to send us out into prayer and allow people to get back to their day whenever and whatever that may be. Yeah, thank you. So uh, we send oneness, love, and joy to all those that are listening. Thank you, Lord, for the uh, <clears throat> uh, for the, the conversation today, the spiritual discussion. Thank you for all those that tuned in live and the uh, interaction in the chat. Thank you for those that will be listening to replay or, uh, or listen to the podcast and blessing them and their understanding. Well, we great we are grateful for uh, Sacred Space Sunday, the opportunity to. Uh, engage, educate, and empower each other, uh, one another to edify uh, spiritually, uh, mentally, uh, and the community of caring and sharing and giving. Uh, thank you for the suggestions today, the RA, for remembering that you are source and the source of everything. Uh, the ability to assess and just be honest and say, where am I right in this moment? <clears throat> and then after that, connecting to what what do I, what's the possibility of where I can be right, and then reconnecting to that through prayer, through meditation, through walks, through listening to music, through uh, taking a nap, whatever those things are that were laid out. But we thank you for the connection to joy, the connection to peace, the connection to love, the connection to clarity, the connection to healing, the connection to wellness, the connection to well-being, or the connection to. Uh, just all the wonderful uh, things that are available, the abundance and prosperity uh, and life and, and the fullness of thereof, right? Thank you for that. Thank you for the connection to uh, forgiveness, Lord, and forgiving and being forgiven. Um, thank, thank you, Lord, for the connection to each other and the strength that we get in the unity of knowing that uh, we are not in this alone, right? But there's, yeah, you're, all, you're there with us every step of the way. And the spiritual beings were there with each other uh, as well, every step of the way to, that we can draw strength and guidance from as well. Uh, we thank you for this opportunity to have this week, these weeks in front of us as we come through the midpoint in April or the closing of this month or the end of the uh, of the holy month of Easter and Ramadan and Vashaki and the, uh, all the other holy days that, that happen in this time frame. Thank you for those that are celebrating and developing spiritually over the course of this month and the, and the brightness and light that it'll bring to the world as a result. Uh, thank you for uh, giving us safe travels with those that are moving back and forth on the highways or the airways or byways this, this week. Um, thank you for our interaction with our colleagues at work, uh, <laughs> and, uh, at work meaning the place of employment or, or places that generate income for the lifestyles that we have. Uh, thank you for the clarity and as a teacher and working with the students and the education lessons. Uh, thank you for the students and being open to receiving and learning. Uh, and for those that are nearing graduation, thank you for the successful completion of the matriculation of school as the semester comes to a close in May for, for many seniors or many uh, seniors in high school, as well as those graduating from college in May. 
Uh, we thank you for those. So, and uh, we thank you for the Lord's Prayer. Lord, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses for those as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen and Ashe. Ashe, and so it is. Well, thank you all for another wonderful Sacred Space Sunday. Remember that you uh, can rewatch the broadcast or listening via podcast. Please share this with your friends and neighbors and help us spread the way, spread the way. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. We love you all. Have an amazing week. Thank you, Latanya Johnson. Latanya. Um, <laughs> for uh, all of your contributions. Love you too, KG Dean. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Neil and Auntie and Jill No Jack, thank you for participating. Your comments, your 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 feedback, all of that is much appreciated. Can't do it without you. So until oh, Miss Jail was in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hey Jay, thank you, thank you. Uh, so until May seventh, inshallah, um, be well and stay at ease, and we send you blessings of oneness, love, and joy. Yes, yes, and yes. <sighs>